Well, hello and welcome to the SME SOS podcast from Southwest Business. Each month we look at an issue facing small and medium-sized business owners and managers and hopefully give you some sound advice. Today we're discussing how a business gets the money it needs to grow. My name is Gavin Thompson and joining me are James Thomas, Corporate Finance Director at BDO, Craig Driscoll, Relationship Manager from the SME Banking Team at Lloyds Bank Commercial Banking, and Alistair Logan, Regional Sales Director from Ultimate Finance. Uh, Thank you all um, for joining me. We've heard a lot about access to finance in recent years being being listed as a barrier to to business growth. Um, And Craig, that's often directed towards the bank. So I thought before we really get into the, the hows and whys, give you a chance to, to sort of address that. I mean, are, are, are the banks lending to SMEs? Yes, that's a straight question and a straight answer, hopefully. Um, now, you have to bear in mind, I can only talk from a Lloyds Bank perspective. I can't say what the, the other banks in particular are doing. Uh, but for Lloyds Bank, for example, we've increased our net lending year on year um, by 4% as a minimum. Uh, last year, we lent 1.1 billion net to SMEs across the UK. Uh, typically, 8 out of 10 loans and overdraft requests are granted. Uh, we helped 23,000 businesses start up last year, and there's a good 3,000 odd jobs that we've helped protect as well. So that's just us as a bank. So we sort of multiply that up through the industry and what the other banks are achieving as well. Categorically, yes, we're, we're still lending. I think there's still a bit of an overhang from the last few years where the client's perception is that the banks aren't lending and it's just trying to get the word out that that's not the case so having the opportunity to do something like this this afternoon is is a really cracking way for us to still try and get a bit of confidence out towards people that yes we're lending and we want people to support the growth of their business and and carry on with their lives basically. Mm, Okay so so the message is there is there is money out there for for good businesses and obviously there's banks there's other sources too and before we get on to some of the the types of lending I'm interested to to get some views on and what are the right reasons for a business to be borrowing? You know, when, what what should a business be um, be borrowing for? I mean, Alistair, would you like to come in on that? Yes, um, you know, I echo um, Craig's comments there. You know, we've seen imp- increased um, lending over the last year. You know, for ourselves, we're sixty one percent up on lending, um, with client numbers up by thirty six percent. There's definitely lending out there. Um, the main reason is for growth and cash flow, really, from our side of it. Um, and it's lending for the right reasons to the right people and the right businesses. Mm. So when you're looking at, at the right reasons, then, you talk about, you talk about growth um, and, and, and cash flow. Is that, is that cash for, flow a good reason? For our, in Ultimate Finance's um, a product range, mainly we look at invoice finance, along with a few other products, including trade finance and asset finance. But the key to it is facilitating the, the the working capital in the business to make sure that they can pay their day-to-day, week-to-week expenses while waiting to get paid. Um, and more and more people are coming to us and other banking organisations at alternative ways to fund. Mm. Um, James, if I can, if I can bring you in on that, what when would what do you think are are the good reasons why businesses should borrow? Because when you're growing up, you know, the message is perhaps debt's bad, you know, debt's not a good thing in your personal life. But when it comes to business, debt can be important sometimes. Well, uh, absolutely. I, mean, um, I, I work in the, uh, predominantly with management teams looking at uh, fundraise and typically equity fundraising. And the consequence of that is that, you know, the management's 
uh, equity stake will be diluted. So if you're able to, to look at sort of non-dilutive sources of funding to start with, including you know, working with your bank with whom you should have uh, you know, an existing uh, existing good working relationship, it can be off, uh, often be the, you know, the quickest route to get the cash that, that, that you need. Um, so and it's of course non-dilutive non as well. So you know you you're, you're preserving all of the equity to uh, to hopefully benefit in you know in the the, the upside um, when 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 the growth comes through. Mm, okay, so that can be can be a good thing if it if you're using it for the right reasons. I want to talk about the kinds of lending that are available for businesses and perhaps the different different purposes behind them. And I think we'll, I'll probably bring you all in. Um, on this, but but Craig, if we st if we start with you sure. from a banking perspective, what what kind of lending is available to to an SME? Uh, there's a lot of traditional lending, um, such as loans, your, your overdrafts. Uh, we also provide invoice discounting in a similar fashion to to Ultimate Finance. Um, we can also assist with asset finance, so buying equipment, computer equipment, uh, tools, cars, etc. For a business, um, we can also look at commercial mortgages. So if you're looking to buy your commercial premises, we can mm. assist you with that. Um, straightforward things like a credit card, we can also provide that type of facility for your day-to-day -day transactions and expenses. Uh, but we'll also look at things like the Enterprise Finance Guarantee Scheme for clients as well. So if you've got a, a very good business proposal, but you're looking for funding but lack the traditional security that a bank would normally seek to take, that might be a route to do some form of finance as well. So you mentioned so things like credit cards in there, that's your kind of day-to-day -day cash flow, your, your almost petty cash equivalent of? To, to a degree. I mean, some of my other clients, they can use a credit card as a means to accessing interest-free money, which okay. sounds crazy, but if you think about with a credit card, certainly on the personal side as well mm. as on the business, it will allow you a period of time, typically 45 days, where yeah. if you use the card, as long as you pay that off in full during that time, you pay no interest on it. So it's almost like having an interest-free overdraft. And that's how some of my clients tend to do that, mm. as long as obviously that's the appropriate type of finance for their business. What we tend to do within the bank is have a, a particular application on the computer system, which gives us an idea of what types of products a client could have based on what they're looking to do. That information is only as good as what you put into it, obviously. But if you came to me and said, I'm looking at buying some commercial premises, this is how much you need to buy it for, etc. I could put that into our system and it would give you then a range of different ways that we could look to, to do that for you. So I can't give you any specific recommendation about how you should do that because that's obviously down to your own business acumen and what's right for your business. But I can run through the options and then you choose which one's going to be the best fit for what you're doing. Mm. And so it's often, it might be that a mix of things are right for... Yeah, abs absolutely. Yes, there's no right or wrong answer with any of them. So yes, you could have a business loan for something within a business, perhaps a credit card, as you mentioned, for your day-to-day -day bits and pieces, um, the, the invoice discounting for your main cash route for the business. Lots of different combinations could be right for that particular business. So it's mm. quite bespoke to what the client is looking to do, I guess, is the best way yeah. of phrasing it. And, and uh, Alice, talk to me about invoice financing, trade financing. What, first of all, what are they? Um, well, invoice financing is raising money against unpaid debtors in the business. So it's just raising cash flow as a different type of security. And you can do that either confidentially or you can do it as a traditional factoring method where you're, as a small business, outsourcing your credit control to an organisation like yourself or Lloyd's TSB. And we will proactively credit control your debtor. So there's extra service that's included in the facility. Um, we also... I think as Craig said that we you can offer more than one type of lending product, it's case by case. Um, we also provide asset finance as well, um, where it could be just new, used or refinancing existing assets to generate cash or 
as you mentioned, in international trade finance, um, where we are paying overseas suppliers, where unfortunately the business doesn't get the credit line that they need, but they can then resell the items and make a good healthy profit. Um, one thing that we also do slightly different, which a lot of people do need, is recruitment finance. So you may be a recruitment agency that needs funding, and then we can do also the, the outsourced payroll. So that does help with some start-up businesses as well, but also established businesses. So um, I think, as, as Craig said, it's just a case-by-case -case basis, really. Mm -hmm. And just sitting down with your client and asking what are their needs um, and, and what is the appropriate product for them. So a lot of the, the, the kind of things that you're talking about there is it's about almost the day-to-day -day running of the basis. So you're, you're, whether it be um, the invoices getting paid ahead ahead because you're, you're con the person you're, you're um, selling to doesn't pay for 60 days and 90 days, you're getting paid in advance so that you can get the business rolling. Or if you're importing, getting the credit on you, the things that you've got coming in. It's just to help facilitate the purchase that will be then sold on and you know, it's an alternative to the traditional overdraft and unfortunately, you know, the, the enterprise finance guarantees a cracking product for small businesses where they haven't got security and, and sometimes, you know, you can't always get the traditional overdraft of the sizes that you used to have without security. So invoice finance is used by all banks and funders as, a, as an alternative. Yeah, okay. And, and James, what other types of funding are there? I mean, equity funding, for example? Yes, yeah, so um, I, I typically work um, in, in those sort of areas where, where maybe sort of debt, uh, debt funders either fear to trade or maybe they, they aren't able to, to advance as much as maybe the company would like. So um, you know, tr traditionally that would be um, equity investment via uh, venture capital or private equity um, investors who actually take an active role in the business and also uh, a stake in the business as, as well. And we've also seen the advent as well of, uh, of, of crowdfunding and uh, uh, and uh, another sort of private investment, and there are various uh, uh, tax breaks and tax incentives for, for for private individuals to make investments into in, into companies uh, to, uh, to, to 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 get the cash that the that the company needs. So the equity in in those circumstances might be where you know, the the company doesn't have a trading history. It might not have debtors um, against which you can uh, uh, factor. The company might have a track tra record and a continuing track record, at least for the foreseeable future, of uh, of losses because they're they're investing in product development or uh, in, uh, in 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 overhead and sort of uh, sales and marketing activities. So that that, that sort of um, uh, that, that that deficit needs to be funded from somewhere. And if you can find uh, a a funder who is prepared to to buy into that longer term vision. Um, isn't going to provide you with uh, with with a uh, with a facility with, that would need to be serviced straight away, and has a longer term view on the capital appreciation potential of the business. Then equity funding is you know a, a very you know a very useful tool, as well as you know providing all these sort of the value add that um, venture capitalists like to tell you that they provide in terms of you know, management disciplines and uh, financial reporting. They can also help you with recruitment uh, recruitment as well. Um, and also help you achieve ultimately an exit for the business. Mm. And so, I mean, on a very, very basic level, the, the, the difference there between the equity and the debt is that, is that on the debt you're borrowing money or borrowing against something. The equity, this is a stake in your, in your business. They're, they're, yeah. they're, you, know, you might not have something to borrow against, but they're saying, well, we believe in, that your business has got potential, so we'll take a, 
a stake in the future, effectively. Yes, yeah, and and, and there are there are permutations on that, and uh, you know, your um, you know, the, the the funding mix, which is right for your company, might include you know, a combination of both. So you, in in terms of uh, speed, you might want to explore you know with your banks to start with you know, the the availability of uh, of overdrafts or um, term loans or the um, enterprise finance guarantee scheme. Uh, or, or invoice discounting because of the sort of the speed of being able to put that sort of facility in place is much quicker than an equity um, an equity pro provider, um, who uh, and a process which might take six months or so to to, to pull um, pull together. So if you have the um, you know, if you have strong relationships with uh, with your, your current bankers, I certainly advocate speaking to them in the first instance, but then working with say corporate finance advisors like ourselves to to help. Um, uh, pull the uh, pull the growth story together, and, uh, and develop a strategy whereby you can actually get that um, larger injection of capital into the business for the for the long term. Mm. And you mentioned maybe starting with your bank if if you have that relationship. I'm keen to know you know if if I if I'm if I'm running my business, I'm employing a couple of dozen people, and I'm thinking you know I need finance to to grow. What's what is the first step? I mean, Craig, what is it? A conversation with your bank? Is it is it Drawing up a, a business plan, where, where do you where do you start? I think it depends on the nature of uh, the type of business that you are, how much you're looking for, and what you really want to, to achieve. Um, nowadays, in modern banking, we think of uh, the banking relationship as a three-way partnership. So you have the client as the, the first party, us as the second party, and then your business advisor, stroke accountant, as the, the third one. So it's a combination of making sure you maximise the relationship out of your bank and your accountant. Because both ultimately we want your business to support and to, to work, etc. But we've got different strings to our bow to help you do that. Um, I think the larger the business you might be, certainly a business plan would be vastly more um, essential than if it's just a, a small business looking mm -hmm. to set up for the first time, if it's something like a plumber, an electrician or whatever. I'm not saying you don't need to do one, but you don't need to go into chapter and verse with a large business plan if your mm -hmm. business is quite straightforward. Um, you need to have an idea of what you, you want to borrow, obviously, because you don't want to over-borrow uh, by any means that will cost the business too much. But likewise, you don't want to get yourself underfunded either, because there's a danger sometimes that somebody approaches the bank and they'll just underplay what they think they actually need for the business, because they're worried, again, as you mentioned earlier, that the bank might not lend them the mm -hmm. money. So they come in going for what is the basic minimum they think they can get away with, but that's not necessarily the true reflection of what the business actually needs. So it's having a good understanding of what the proper funding is, and that might be the conversation you have with your accountant just to look through the numbers and make sure that's um, appropriate. And then yes, have a chat with your, your business account manager, whoever that might be. Speak to me as your relationship manager if you bank with Lloyds in Bristol, um, or whoever my counterpart might be across all the different banks, and just sit down with them, go through what the options are for the business, we can give you an idea of some costings, etc., and then you can plug that back into whatever cash flow forecast you might be doing with your accountant. Mm. And and I mean, James, when you're talking about something like equity finance, I mean, where if I if I think actually that's the right route for me, where do I find someone who will take well, equity in my business? Well, I mean, it, it literally, I mean, there, there are literally sort of hundreds of uh, funds out there. Um, all of whom will specialise in uh, different sectors at different stages, and will have different. Um, and different levels of funding that they're comfortable with as well. So, uh, depending on what the what funding requirement uh, is for the for the business, which will come out of the the, the planning process, um, you know, working with a corporate finance advisor who will be able to give you that um, you know, holistic view of the market and uh, be able to streamline you know, a, what what is a very time consuming process, so that you're only focusing attention on just the you know the most appropriate funders, those who have an appetite for your sector 
your stage and for the amount of money that you're looking for and, and with the expertise that you're looking for as well. So rather than um, applying a scattergun approach to, to the fundraising, you're very much taking a rifle shot view of the market and, uh, and uh, you're working with someone who can actually manage a lot of the, the heavy lifting as well. So if you have a, a corporate finance advisor, they, they should be able to streamline the process uh, um, as, as much as possible. Uh, however, we can't fundraise in a, in a, in a vacuum and you know, we would um, uh, expect a, a, a decent amount of, um, of input from, from management to attend investor meetings and, uh, and the like, um, as well as you know, later on in the process when it comes to drafting all the legal documents which go, uh, go alongside these sorts of things. So working with someone who knows what they're doing, who can try to streamline the process is, uh, is absolutely key. Because uh, you know, at, this, at the end of the day, you've got a business to run as well, and, you know, and if you take your your eye off the ball or you start uh, your, your numbers starting start to drift, um, you'll you'll get found out pretty quickly, and uh, and you really want to keep you know, good news flow, hitting your numbers, and uh, and giving confidence to investors that you know they're they're you know, they're, they're they're making the right bet with you. And I suppose, um, Alistair, moving it on to perhaps. What what you look for in a business, you know, what do you when when you are are looking to that ultimate whether you you're going to back a business, what kind of things are you are you looking for for them to what boxes do they need to tick, what do they need to have done? I think from a sales, we look slightly different because we're not really loan lenders. Mm. We're looking at different type of security. So first of all, we're in invoice finance. We're looking at our security of what actually makes up the invoices and are they contractually complete. But then leading on to which links to any lender, it's really looking at the people, to be honest. Um, the people that run the business, their track history, if any, um, their commitment to the business is always key to it. Uh, and then there is the bit with the financials when you're looking at larger lending cases. What's the financial performance being right uh, like? And um, do the owners of the business have realistic projections? Because they can always be over the top at times. Uh, and do the business people know that they're making a profit? Um, really, it's just from talking. I, I would say, echoing Craig and James, it's all about relationship and talking to people. Mm. Um, and I echo the bit about talking to your professional advisor because advisors just do know what product is right for certain companies. and. Is better than going on a wild goose chase. Yeah, and the business owner, as you will, they're an expert in their business, but they're not an expert in the the, the complex field of, of finance. So finding someone who who is, I'm interested in what you said there about um, do they know if they're making a, a profit? Is, is is are there many businesses out there that are that you think they're just so concentrated on running the business they're not really aware how it's doing? Unfortunately. From time to time we do come across people that are um, very um, focused on the day-to-day -day activities of the business and need to take a step back to sort of see it from a lender's point of view mm. um, to get an up-to-date snapshot. If, if the lending is quite significant, um, you know, if it is a small amount, it's not as important, but you know, it gives us confidence when we sit back and lend that they know year-to-date that they are making a profit. Mm -hmm. It's a really good, I think if, if you're any business that's looking at borrowing or any other form of finance, it's actually a really good opportunity to, to reassess your, your business and, and where you are because you're going to need to be able to, to prove, as you say, that you're making a profit, but perhaps also 
your, your goals and, and, um, and that everything stacks up. Um, Craig, when we talked about in there, I talked about relationships and people, and I've heard that said before that often that you're, you're lending to the, to the people. So how, how important is it for the business owner when they're coming to meet you or someone else to, to really kind of put a bit of effort in, you know, to, to make sure they've rehearsed what they're saying? It's, is it like a job interview almost? No, nothing is as formal as that by, by any means. I mean, I see all, all people in all walks of life and um, I've got no airs and graces about me. So if you turn up in your overalls and you want to have a chat about how the business is doing, what you need for me. No issue with that at all. I'd much rather people were honest and open about what their business is doing and how things are going, because that's when I can help. If they bury their head in the sand and leave things too long sometimes, which sadly happens, then the amount of options open them starts to diminish. I mean, sort of talking about some things that we like to look for when we're mm. seeking to lend them from, from a banking perspective, there's, there's really three key things that I look for uh, in any application that a customer might have to me. First and foremost is the affordability. It's pointless lending anybody any money if they haven't got the, the means of paying it back. That's yeah. either doing us any favours or the, the client, clearly. So having financials, as Alistair pointed out, is key for us because that's how we can demonstrate to whomever might want to look at something. That's how we've proved that the lending is affordable for the client. Um, security is also a big consideration for us. There's no um, particular rule of average, but typically £25,000 and over, we look to take some form of security whether that be a bricks and mortars, um, something else, but have at least a bit of tangible security mm -hmm. to, to hang our hat on. And the third thing is sort of thinking about the what if. So what if something goes wrong in your business, like your key employee leaves, is that going to impact on your ability to service the lending itself? Because again, we don't want to put anybody into any trouble because we've lent them a lump of money that they're then struggling to pay back. So it might be sometimes that we'll look at their wider picture of finance, like their own income and expenditure. And the reason that we do that is if they have a drawing from the business, we need to make sure they still are able to take that as mm. well as pay our loan on top. So it's all that responsible lending that we, we have to absolutely do before we commit to any formal sanction, some overdraft or loan that a client might like to, to look at. So what sort of, if they're preparing a, a, for a, a, you know, an application for a loan or some other form of, of funding, how, how much time should they be putting into that? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, everybody's going to be different, of course, and it's almost saying how long is a piece of string, clearly. Um, the, the larger the loan request might be, then the more you would expect a, a client to put effort into demonstrating, again, why they need it and how they're going to pay that mm. back. Um, if you came to me and said, oh, I just need a £1,000 credit card for my fuel costs on a monthly basis, then clearly I'm not going to expect you to go through business plans and whatever else for that. But if you're sort of getting to the, the lengths of a couple of hundred thousand pounds because you need to buy your commercial premises, then yes, having a, a cash flow and some financials just to back up what you're looking to do and how you're telling me you're going to be able to afford to pay it back is, is pretty critical. Um, something along those lines, I would expect a client to maybe spend sort of half an hour, 60 minutes just sort of running through what that might be and obviously take some input from their accountant as well with regards mm. to that. But as I said, there's no real average as to, to what that might look like. Okay, and one thing I'm, I'm keen, and this is probably another one for you first, is, sure. is um, what if I've come to you and I've said I want this, that and the other, and, and you've looked at it, you've looked at me or you've looked at the books and you said no. Yes, yeah, that's, that's the, uh, the other side of the coin, isn't it? So as I said earlier on, we, we agree eight out of ten loan and overdraft applications. Of course, that leaves two 
that aren't agreed for whatever reason, so that doesn't necessarily meet our criteria or we feel that it's not going to be affordable, etc. Doesn't mean that that's necessarily the end of the story because we have a particular process that we follow when we've decided that we can't do something as it's presented to us. Um, the client has a right to appeal, so if they feel for whatever reason we've made a mistake or we've misjudged their application, then they can come back to us and challenge us on that. Um, we provide them with details of a mentoring service and what that does in particular, if we feel that they don't quite have sufficient capacity to meet our criteria now, then perhaps with some mentoring they can build the business, alter it or adapt it in some fashion that might make it a bit more profitable and therefore demonstrate serviceability. Um, we also can put them in contact with some local business advisors that we know of. Uh, recently I've met up with a lady from Growth Accelerator based in Bristol, so they're an independent uh, firm who will look at growing businesses and again offer them some, some mentoring services. Um, but we can also put them into contact with other lenders as well that's outside of Lloyds Bank. So we have no particular affiliation with them but with the client's permission we can pass on their details and what they're looking to do through a portal in inverted commas which other lenders can look at and if it meets whatever their criteria is then they might well be able to assist the client. Over the course of the last 18-24 months I've passed on a few clients to the Southwest Investment Group for argument's mm -hmm. sake and they've been successful in obtaining the funding that they need through them. All different lenders have different criteria of course so although it might not meet the Lloyds Bank criteria could very well fit nicely with what somebody else is willing and able to do for them. Mm. Okay. So it's not necessarily just a, a no from one source isn't necessarily a blanket no, although it might it might prompt someone to have a look at perhaps what they're asking for and, and yeah, whether yes, it's... Yes, but that's a conversation for myself to have initially, I would say, because if it's just something that we feel is just utterly wrong for the business mm. or it's going to be completely unaffordable, then it would seem a bit perverse to then go out and just try and speak to other people to do the same thing because they're likely going to just turn around and say no. So if something's completely unaffordable, then the chances are it's going to be unaffordable for other people to look at as well. Yeah, it's just quite gratifying to hear, to hear that um, sort of success rate of eighty percent on the, on on applications is uh, is so so high because on on the equity side certainly the uh, the attrition rate for uh, for uh, people saying no is significantly higher because the you know, there's there's a there's a finite pool of funds out there and mm. uh, and you you are, you are competing with companies in different sectors and different sizes and different stages and uh, it's not necessarily a, a level playing field. So if you speak to any investor, they, um, you know, they, they might get 600 business plans a year of which they only invest in you know, five, uh, five or six and then they also um, put in more money into, into investments that they've already made. Um, and that's not to say that they're making the right, right or wrong decisions because you know, the best investors in the world do make really bad, really, really bad mistakes and I'd certainly recommend speak, uh, looking online uh, Bessemer Venture Partners, they have something called the Anti-Portfolio and uh, this is a you know, very successful venture fund in the States and they, uh, they turned down Apple, Cisco, and Intel, Google, right. yeah, the biggest yeah. companies in the world yeah. and they give explanations as to uh, eBay, uh, they give explanations as to why they actually turn, turn them down, it's very, very, very uh, eye-opening. But you know, I think you've got to be prepared that most people will say no from an equity perspective, mm. um, but you shouldn't take it personally and um, where we're at all possible try to seek feedback um, and we'd certainly recommend when, when fundraising, you don't spray the market and speak to everyone in one go, you know, take, take a good cross-section of, uh, of, of investors, speak to them, sit back and, and listen to what they're telling, telling you about your plans, your prospects, if there's anything that um, you're uh, within your powers to, to tweak and amend, 
uh, before reapplying to, to, to other investors, then, then, then do that so you haven't um, exhausted all avenues in, uh, in, in one fell swoop. Mm, okay, and just, and just we're, we're coming to the end of our time now, so perhaps just from each of you a real quick what would be your your sort of key message to you know to an SME looking or thinking about about finance and you know what what would you um, say? We'll start with you, Alistair. You know what would your message to them be? From my side, I'd say that there is funding out there. Let's be positive in the economy at the moment. Um, it's all about talking to the right lender. Um, we all must appreciate that each lender has different appetites. Um, you know, we can turn around stuff really quickly. Um, we're not doing loans and that side of it. And it's just about talking about and selecting the right product for you. Yeah. Um, and there are lots of local businesses that can help. And it's good to work with people locally um, where you can go in and see your bank manager like Craig and sit in front of them because that's key to relationships. Or we're based in Bristol and, and, and talking to your professional advisor. You know, they might have alternative government quangos that are lending money where it could help you for 12 months while you get your financials going to to reapproach the high street again mm. um, and we've mentioned crowdfunding as well earlier on which is a new kind of lending over the last three years which which works for various businesses so i would you know my parting comment is let's be positive there is lending out there talk to the right people yeah yeah craig would you to that? Yeah, very much so. Uh, exactly the same. Have confidence in what you're doing. Have confidence in speaking to your bank because, yes, we are lending. That There's money to be lent out there. And don't forget as well, they call me a relationship manager for a reason. It's not just the case that I lend money and then I never see you again. It's, it's just part of the, the process. It's the first steps in building up that banking relationship. So I like to be the first port of call for all of my clients and their, their banking needs. James? Um, well, I... I... Echoing the uh, sort of sentiment uh, that you know that there is or there are plenty of funds to go out there uh, and uh, and to, uh, to to go after. Um, it's your business, uh, and in any fundraising, you need, you do need to sort of package it well. So that means prepare uh, being prepared for, for for the process. So speak to people who who know what they're doing, or speak to people who've been through that process before. And when you're fundraising, because we're all all seeing sort of dragon sand and the like. Um, You've actually got to try and build relationships with people. People are doing business with with people, and if you start from a position of being defensive or adversarial, you're not going to get anywhere. So I think you you, you need to realise that um, you know your funder, whether it's a debt provider or, or an equity provider, is going to be looking to you to help them do their job, to help convince their investment committees to to to, to tick the boxes internally to uh, to, to to get uh, to to get the, the the loan or the investment approved. So. You know, it's, it's being clear, concise and, uh, and open with people. Thank you. And, and I think one key word that, that I would pick out from what all of you said there today was, was honesty as well. I think that came up a couple of times in, in terms of uh, being honest with yourself about how much, how much or what kind of money you actually need to achieve what you need, but also not over-pitching, not being unrealistic about what, what, uh, what you can deliver because you've with any kind of finance, you've got to pay it back one way or another at the end of the end of the day. Well, thank you very much, um, James Thomas from BDO, Craig Driscoll from Lloyds Bank Commercial Banking, and Alistair Logan from Ultimate Finance. Um, if you have any issues that you'd like us to cover in future podcasts, please uh, email me, Gavin.Thompson, that's Thompson with a P, at localworld.co.uk. And in the meantime, thank you for listening. <laughs>